Welcome to A Raw Perspective, a fresh point of view. I'm your host, Richard Anthony Wallace, a young man trying to make sense of this world and bring others along with me for the ride. A Raw Perspective offers a fresh point of view, from developing our own self-awareness to navigating some of life's biggest choices and even discussing outer space. Join me each week for a raw discussion on content that matters. This week's content is pertaining to the college football playoffs. If you're not familiar with the college football playoffs, it is a treat for everyone that loves college football here in the United States of America. Um, It's an annual postseason knockout invitational tournament to determine national champions of the National Collegiate Athletic Association Division I Football Bowl Subdivision, which is the highest level of college football competition in the United States. Four teams play in two semifinal games, and the winner of each semifinal advances to the college football playoff national championship game. Uh, It's been around since 2014. Uh, The most playoff appearances have been... Alabama. The most playoff wins have also been Alabama. Uh, The most playoff championships, also Alabama. Uh, The conferences with the most appearances would be the SEC, which is the Southeastern Conference. And the conference with the most games won would also be the SEC. And the conference with the most championships is also the SEC. And the last ones to win the national championship, you guessed it, Alabama. So this year's college football playoff is is vastly different. And by vastly different is we have one team that, that is different than than the others. Actually, it's, it's a quite interesting way that the college football playoffs played out. So throughout the entire college season, teams trying to stay undefeated in order to be successful in reaching the college football playoffs. The four teams that had bestowed the honor of reaching the college football playoff this year, it goes by ranking. So number one being what's deemed the the best team to number four, which is the last team to make the, the college football playoffs. So the number one team going into the college football playoffs is Alabama. The number two team in the college football playoffs is Michigan State. The number three team in the college football playoffs is Georgia. And the number four team in the college football playoffs is Cincinnati. How it works is the number one seed faces number four seed, and the number two seed faces the number three seed. So on New Year's Eve, in the Cotton Bowl Classic, your number one seeded Alabama Crimson Tide will be taking on the number four seed Cincinnati Bearcats. That is the first matchup I would like to talk about um, today. So, if you did not watch the SEC championship game, it was between then undefeated Georgia versus one loss Alabama. Facing probably one of the best defenses in college football, arguing one of the best in recent history. Uh, Alabama's quarterback, Bryce Young, has solidified the Heisman Trophy with that SEC championship game. And then more importantly for their coach, 
Nick Saban, it sends the Alabama Crimson Tide into the college football playoffs. I mean, it's it's fitting follow up matchup to to the to the Georgia game. So you got the the Bulldogs that were previously ranked the number one defense in the nation after the regular season, and then you also had the Cincinnati Bearcats who were closely behind them. So they finished one and two. The big difference from this game, if you didn't watch the SEC game, was Alabama's wide receiver, John Meachie III, is going to be unavailable because he tore his ACL in that game. Um, Because of Meachie's absence, there might be a chance that the Cincinnati Bearcats defense might might come up. Um, They got a, a, a guy by the name of Ahmad Gardner who's projected to be a number one well, a first-round draft pick within NFL um, could see plenty of opportunities to cover Alabama's potential first-round talent, Jameis, Jameson, Jameson Williams. Um, so if Ahmad Gardner holds his own coverage, it changes everything for Cincinnati's defense. So Bryce Young, who might be the perennial Heisman favorite, to win, would have to rely on his other receiver. I believe the guy's name is Slade Bolden to step into a more prominent role, and it's a role that he's untested in. Um, the The Cincinnati Bearcats' pass rush features another first-round talent in pass rusher Majai Sanders, which can turn off the pressure because he has the 15th best sack rate in all of college football. And against an offensive line for Alabama that has struggled outside of that at Georgia game. It seemed like they had a personal vendetta. Again, um, so a lot of things that are that are here. Um, all bodes well for an excellent battle when Alabama has football. But things do get a little bit more complicated when possession is switched. So the biggest upset in the history of college football rests on the shoulders of Cincinnati Bearcats quarterback Desmond Ritter. Um, he finished the season with over 3,100-yard passing. Um, he had 30 touchdowns to 8 interceptions, and then he had a QB passing rating of 160, almost 165. Uh, one of the aspects of his game that really stood out was his... Um, the way that he threw the ball deep. Uh, there, there's an article from uh, Pro Football Focus that says Ritter has completed 17 of 33 deep pass attempts. That's like 20 yards, 20 plus yards downfield, with 554 passing yards and eight touchdowns since Week 10. It's per, it's partially a credit to a Bearcats offense with a lowly 3.85 sack rate allowed in their last three games, is what the article says. Um, But Alabama's defense did play well against Georgia, but that might say more about their quarterback, uh, Stetson Bennett. Um, Ritter is a vastly (laughs) superior talent, and against a Crimson Tide secondary that proves vulnerable to deep shots at times during the regular season, big plays can be possible for the Bearcats. So, I'm expecting this to be a closer game than anticipated because Cincinnati right now, um, according to the spread, is a 14-point underdog, meaning that they'll win, lose by potentially two touchdowns. Uh, but 
But Alabama's combination of talent and experience and coaching is likely going to be too much for Cincinnati to overcome. So my prediction for that game is going to be Alabama 31, Cincinnati 14. Now we move on to the number two Michigan Wolverines versus the number three Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Everyone knows that we're getting with the Wolverines offense because they are a run-heavy attack. That's what Jim Harbaugh always wanted. Um, So during the regular season, Michigan boasted the 20th highest rate of wrestling plays, which is about 60% of their their offense uh, compared to the 40 and and about 50% of the yards came on the ground. So you're going to see a backfield by committee, and by committee means that there are multiple people that carry the work, workload of rushing guards. So you have Hassan Haskins, who rushed almost 1,300 yards and had 20 touchdowns this year, and then Blake Corum, who had um, almost what 940 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns. So they'll be sharing the workload. While Haskins will have a majority of the carries, picking up chunks of yards, Quorum gets about 6.7 yards per carry. We'll look for the home runs to, to drive it home to the end zone. As for Michigan's aerial attack, their quarterback, Cade McNamara, has only passed for 2,300 yards on the season. He's only had 14 touchdowns compared to three interceptions. Only has four games this season where he has passed over 200 yards I don't see that happening. Um, another important stat to consider before even talking about like Georgia is three of McNamara's four interceptions came against top 25 teams. So it's fitting before shining a light on Georgia, who's had a stout defense. So it's fair to say that Georgia's repre- reputation on defense took a hit during that SEC championship game um, after... What They were shutting down everybody all season, but when the Crimson Tide and Bryce Young and, and company moved the ball at will to l- deliver a dominating victory, that that was the case of deeper rosters in college football with the, the future NFL quarterback beating their rival and making a statement in, in the country. They, they put Georgia on their butts. Um, but if you're looking at the regular season, the, the Bulldogs just allowed – only 83 total points. That's about a touchdown and, a, and a, an extra point per game, if you want to put those numbers in perspective. So the second-best defense, which was Clemson, which allowed 180 points in the regular season, and they were one of just six FBF teams to hold opponents under 200 points in, in 12 games. But... The Orange Bowl will be close because of Georgia's defense, but there's a path to victory for Michigan because of the Bulldogs' offense. Uh, Georgia's coach, Kirby Smart, seems determined to keep Setson Bennett at the starting quarterback, even though he has another star quarterback on the bench by the name of JT Daniels, which I believe is more of a talented player. But, you know, coaches do or die. By, by the thing. Um, Bennett's really struggled against like Alabama's pass rush, throwing two interceptions and completing just about 60% of his pass attempts. Now he faces Michigan edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson, who is a Heisman candidate 
the only defensive Heisman candidate being nominated, and then David Ajobo. Um, so that pass rushing duo is responsible for about 24 sacks in 12 games. Season, and they're both projected to be top 10 picks in next year's uh, NFL draft. If they can get home, force an interception, and off-balance throws, Michigan can secure its first win in the college football playoffs. Uh, I don't trust Georgia. I'm going to go Michigan 24, Georgia 21, and I am sticking to that. So that leaves us with Alabama versus Michigan in the college football playoff where I just talked about how stout Michigan's defense was. I also talked about how Alabama really can't, like, their defense can't really handle the, the pass rush. It, they're, they're, something's got to give, right? Um, so Michigan is a definitely run-heavy team, and Alabama is, is a pass-heavy team. So if... Alabama's big boys up front, their offensive line can hold for Bryce Young. I feel like it's going to be a shootout because you only can run the ball so much against the Alabama defense. I feel like their their front seven is is, is elite. Uh, their corners are, are not that great, but in order for you to beat Alabama, you're going to have to throw the ball, and I don't think Michigan is going to have the capabilities to throw the ball. I know that's not like the most in-depth type of Prediction, but that's what I'm feeling. I feel like Alabama is going to win another college football playoff championship game, and it'll be something different. I got Alabama and in Michigan. I got Alabama winning, 28, Michigan, 10, and that is that is my playoff predictions. So let me know your thoughts about the college football playoff. Uh, if you have any thoughts, if you if you disagree with with my my rationale, I, I try and bring stats in, into the game. Shout out to ESPN for letting me look at these stats and be able to articulate that in in this podcast. I, I'm curious about how this is going to go and moving forward. So, with that being said, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is a raw perspective. Peace.